0: This is the Mind Fitness Method podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping people achieve and maintain healthy habits lifelong. Our focus is on the most important aspect of health and fitness, the mental game. Join me, Dr. Eric Aiken, as I explore topics on motivation, perspective, goal setting, and more. All right, welcome to the 38th episode of the Mind Fitness Method podcast and In this one, I'm going to be talking about how to stop being a slacker when it comes to being lean. And the hardest part about overcoming your inner slacker is the very beginning, when you are just getting started. It's like, you know, when you're in high school or in college and you're facing a big test and there's a lot of material. It's going to be one of the harder tests that you're going to take. And you're looking at all this material and you're thinking uh, I really don't want to get into this. And so you put it off and you keep putting it off and you really don't end up doing anything about preparing until really the last minute, you know, and sometimes you do it to last minute where you don't do well enough. And sometimes you do it, get into it early enough that you can perform well on the test. But as you're preparing, here's the interesting thing as you start preparing and cutting through that information for a test you start to realize you know this this wasn't as bad as i thought if i had just gotten started earlier you know why didn't why did i think this was going to be so painful once you get into it you know but that that's the problem that's something it's a it's a phenomenon of our psyche called uh it's called hyperbolic discounting you know we 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 can't really appreciate things that are in the distant future. And so if you know that you're going to reap a lot of health benefits from doing something now, it's it's really hard to use that as motivation. People don't get motivated by things like that. But if you are going to overcome your inner slacker, what you have to do is find a way. The key to the whole thing, to eliminating the inner slacker, is to learn to derive pleasure from the processes that you have to see to every day that will make you lean and fit. It's, it's as simple as that. But there is a science to this, and everybody wants to do a kind of touchy-feely talk about how to, to take pleasure in, in your processes, but uh, that, that doesn't work for me. I, I, I like things that I know for sure will work. And that there is some method to the madness behind it. And so one thing to think about is, you know, you are what you do habitually. If you want to be a writer, for example, then you start writing. You write every a little bit every day. And eventually, things start to change in your mind. If you decided you want to be a writer and you started writing for an hour a day, every single day, over a little bit of time, your self-identity starts to change the way that you see yourself and you start to be, see yourself as a writer. And so similarly, if you want to become someone who is a healthy habit person, an exerciser or a fitness fanatic or however it is you want to look at this, well then what you have to do is begin to do the things that those people do every day, or at least most days. And as you do it, it will have this effect on your self-identity, but you have to do it long enough for that to take hold. If you don't really have, the longer that you do it, the more that you become personally invested in things. Just think back in your life anything that you had to pay a lot of money for, maybe your first car, maybe it was a really tough girlfriend, who knows, but you found you were more committed to that thing, whatever it was, the more money and time that you put into it. And so that's the problem though. People check out on their diet and their exercise before they can really become invested in it but getting back to the the point at hand you have to you have to learn how to derive some pleasure from all of this and there is a way to do it it is in how you set your goals most people pick things like smart goals which is good using the smart goal tactics uh, but it's not enough your goals have to be set in a way that it's like a gamified system because just think how you feel when you play a game, you don't ever get, it's not common to feel stressed out by a game. In fact, it's very pleasurable to play games. And if you're someone who's likes to, who likes to play video games, or if you like to play games on your phone, uh, then you know that experience, it feels good to play games and you become much more strategic. And when you face obstacles in games, then you start to um, you don't give up. that's the last thing you want to do. You start to think outside the box you you become more resourceful, you get more focused, and you get more committed uh so that you can overcome whatever that obstacle is. in the end, all of it is deriving pleasure for you, so it's critical how you set up your goals so that you get pleasure from the process, otherwise you're going to give up. If you just write down a date that is a deadline for you and a target weight that you want to weigh, you will not continue with that. There is no emotion in that. There's no significant game to it. It's not stratified over time. There's not, you know, incremental levels of difficulty in that. And there's no one to compete with, too. Some people really uh do well uh, competing with others. Now, I do, I'm not into the whole biggest loser kind of thing. That actually, I think, has been pretty well demonstrated to be, uh, uh, for the long run, uh, n- not a good thing. In fact, they they interviewed there was one of the episodes of the Biggest Loser, the show. There was a actually obesity scientist that was one of the contestants, and after she was on the show. Six years later, she did interviews with the other contestants on the show, and she found that all but one of them had regained the weight. Most of them had regained more than they ever lost. And she also found that um, not only that, but their metabolism was still suppressed. They still burned fewer calories per hour at rest uh, than they did before they started this whole biggest loser thing. And so what they're doing on that show, they're taking very extreme measures. They're putting them on severe calorie restriction. They're working them out intensely when they really haven't been working out at all. And it, nothing about what they do. It's a show. It is for entertainment and they need to produce results in a fairly short amount of time. And so There's nothing that they are really doing on that show that would be sustainable for most people. And this was borne out in this particular scientist's research on those contestants. Overall, I kind of feel like it was a bad thing for those people uh, uh, in the long run. So what you want is an incremental system, a gamified system of goals, one that evokes positive emotions for you, makes it more you know, something where you're drawn in, like, like on in a, in a good movie. And the thing about a good movie is if your movie gets interrupted, something gets in the way, like in life, uh, you're trying to take care of your health. You're trying to create some new habits. You, you get started with all that. And then you have a parent that gets sick. You have to go take care of them or it's vacation time. You have to go, uh, and prepare for all that. That's going to interrupt your schedule or it's the holidays that come up or you have marital difficulties, it's, it's a number of things that come up all the time. Or you get sick, you get injured, and your, your routine gets interrupted, then you have to have a system for getting back into that. And if you have a proper system of goals, it's very easy. You wanna get right back into that, that good movie. You know, you, you like to pick up back into a good movie uh, if you have to stop it for whatever reason. And if your goals are set up that way, where they create these positive emotions, then it's very easy to get back into your, your routine. It's all about how you think in the end. It, if I had to pick which is more important, is it the diet or the exercise? It would be neither. It's, it's your thinking first. And there's a lot of science to this now over the last, particularly the last 20 years, but for sure the last 40 years, for example, self-efficacy training has been shown to dramatically improve the ability for people to lose weight long-term and to feel uh, more confident in their ability to sustain those efforts. But but if I had to pick between diet and exercise, I would say diet is what is going to make you lose weight uh, the most. And... Uh, there's, you know, like I said, self-efficacy training on diet uh, produced probably the best results in the long run. But I don't have to pick. This isn't a world where I have to pick one or the other. And so let me tell you, the broader view on this is that exercise is critical to anyone's success at not only losing weight and keeping the weight off long term, but also to really being healthy into actually having more happiness in life. There's a, exercise is what they call a, a keystone habit. Keystone habits are not like normal habits. They are, they're different. They have more effects in more parts of your life when you, uh, when you establish a keystone habit. Here's an example besides exercise of a keystone habit is making your bed in the morning they've found that people who make their bed in the morning not only do they sleep better because they have a made-up bed every day but they also are better at managing their finances they're less likely to be overdrawn at the bank they're more prompt uh, with making meeting times it makes them more conscientious of time and so that one habit of making your bed in the morning seems to have multiple pervasive uh, effects on your life that are all beneficial exercise similarly has multiple effects it can reduce your depression it can give you more moods of levity and happiness it will uh, preserve your memory it makes you procrastinate less it makes you uh able to you have a higher capacity for stress and you tolerate the people at your job and at your home and in your neighborhood and maybe at your church that you don't like to have to tolerate so much. Uh, you can tolerate them a lot better if you're exercising regularly. It makes you feel more confident and uh, a better sex life. And it has. It, it also increases your willpower. It makes you more able to stick with an eating uh, regimen. And so it also burn increases the amount of calories that you burn every day. Uh, and exercise accounts for 20 to 30% of your calories burned for the day, depending on how intensely and how long you exercise. And so there are, it's probably the one key, have keystone habit that has the most positive effects in your life. And not only that, as a keystone habit, it doesn't just help you establish other good habits. It helps you to displace bad habits. So uh, that's, that's, it's a double whammy. So if you are the first step into learning how to eliminate your inner slacker and start looking at the big project of changing your habits into losing weight and to getting into shape and to staying that way long term, it's going to be To start to structure your goals in such a way that the goals have a gradually incremental level of difficulty over time that's appropriate for your level of ability and number two they have to be structured in a way that are very personal to you that that take on a personal almost like a storyline like a movie and that they also that they will um evoke positive emotions in you so that you can have a win every day if you just set a date and a and a goal weight you can't be happy until you reach that goal date uh, that goal weight but if you have goals that are set based on your processes then you can have a win every day you can have a little happiness every day that's much more effective Than holding out on your happiness until uh you get to that target weight i hope you found this helpful and um we're going to be trying to have more people on the show nowadays uh the last episode i interviewed someone you may check that out uh, interviewed a former marine and actually a federal police officer uh who um uh has recently participated in the uh Goggins challenge and if you don't know who David Goggins is you definitely need to look that up he's got a book out called um Can't Hurt Me and right now that book has about 51,000 reviews with a five-star rating on Amazon definitely one you might want to check out uh, the only uh, One-star ratings I hear uh, about the book is because there's a lot of foul language. I mean, he's a he's a military guy. You know, he was a Navy SEAL, but he was also trained with the uh, Rangers and uh, the the paratroopers and all this. He's like one of the most trained uh, warriors that the United States has ever had, and he's done some incredible things in terms of just physical ability in his life. He holds the world record for most pull-ups in one day is, I think it's over 7,000 pull-ups in a single day. Definitely a book worth your read. But, and in fact, ultimately, it is my goal to have David Goggins as a guest on this podcast. That's a, I'm just going to make that claim right now. That is a goal for my, for me, maybe in this year, if I'm lucky. Until then, remember it is your brain that maintains the change.